What does God get out of this deal? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 through 10. How blessed is God, and what a blessing He is. He's the Father of our Master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessing in Him. Long before God laid the earth's foundations, He had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of His love, to to be made whole and holy by His love. Long, long ago, He decided to adopt us into His family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure He took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of His lavish gift-giving by the hand of His beloved Son. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, His blood poured out on the altar of the cross. We're a free people, free of penalties and punishments chalked up by all our misdeeds. And not just barely free either, abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans He took such delight in making. He set it out all before us in Christ, a long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and and summed up in Jesus. Everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet earth. We have visited uh, the Chariots of Fire film before. It's one of my favorite movies, and you may not know much about The Flying Scotsman. But his name was Eric Little, and Eric was a Scottish athlete, he was a rugby player, and he just happened to be a missionary to China. He was born in China, his parents were Chinese missionaries with Hudson Taylor's mission, if you know anything about missions in China. And Eric came to the United Kingdom for his schooling, and he was an outstanding athlete. And during the Olympics of 1924, he won a gold medal. This was uh, the gold medal that he, he won in the 400 meter. And the 400 meter uh, was not his race. His race were, were the sprints, whether it be the 100 meter or the 200 meter. And uh, he didn't participate in the 100 meter this year of the Olympics because it was scheduled on Sunday. And Sunday for him was his Christian Sabbath. And so he was a person of principle. He said, I, I can't do that. Well, I mean, but that's good. I mean, you could be the fastest man in the world if you, and I, I'm, I'm not going to run that race. He did uh, win a bronze in the 200 meter, and then he, then he ran this 400 meter. And, and you don't know all the story. I mean, I really encourage you to get the movie, read about it. It's really a great story. But the 400, they, they really, what they said about him, he's going to fade. Uh, for those of you that are sprinters, you remember that, you know, on the 400, you, you sprint the first curve, and then you stride the back stretch, and then you sprint the final curve to the end. Well, what they expected Eric to do was to sprint the first curve and to stride, but, but he'd, he'd run out of juice because sprinters just don't have, well, he never stopped. I mean, he sprinted the whole thing, which is really what runners do today. He set an Olympic record and a world record in the Paris Olympics. He was a guy that is just really fun to learn about. And the, the reason I wanted us to watch 
the clip was because of what it said. As he describes, you know, Jenny, his sister gave him grief for being, you know, come on, we need to go help our parents. Uh, you know, what are you, you're, what are you doing running? And he explains to her, uh, God, God made me with a purpose. And part of my purpose is to be a missionary. And he did fulfill that purpose. He actually died in a Japanese internment camp. Uh, so he did fulfill his purpose as a missionary. But he also had a purpose as an athlete. And he was a world-class athlete. And what he says is what I really want to stamp on your memory to carry around. Jenny, when I run, I feel his pleasure. God takes delight in me when I'm running. When I'm running, I can see God smiling. When I run, I feel his pleasure. When we run, do we feel his pleasure? We're going to talk more about that, but I also want to look at the other side of that. If we're feeling his pleasure when we're running, what about God? I mean, what does God get out of us living life in Jesus Christ? Does God get anything out of that? Now, please don't get hung up on the idea, well, God doesn't need anything. And it's true, God doesn't need anything. But He's created us to have relationship with Him. So there's something within God that He benefits from when we have relationship with Him. Maybe it's not need, like you and I have need, but there's something that happens when we're running the race, we, we feel His pleasure, and likewise, He feels pleasure from us. This passage starts with, how blessed is God? Not, it's not just how blessed we are, how blessed is God? Now, blessing is, is one of those words that we throw out there and many times we just kind of leave it undefined. It's really synonymous with praise. And what, what the praise is, I'm praising God because there is something advantageous. There's something to my benefit, and I'm praising it for Him. It's like, I mean, the closest word is like bounty. But I thought, well, bounty, how many of us use bounty? But, it, it, I mean, if you've been watching Westerns, you know, there is a bounty on that person, you know, there's a reward, dead or alive. If you bring that person back, you'll get a reward. So the idea of reward, some, we receive something. And once we receive that, that's a blessing, and it results in praise. And that, that, that receiving a blessing, benefit, advantageous something, God feels that too. How blessed is God? God, He created something that He benefits from as well. What, what are some of the things? Well, one, he's blessed by his son. And he's glad to be the father of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is benefit for God the Father to have a son. God the Father is blessed by all who respond to his love. This, whole, this paragraph is about this God that plans something for his creation. And when you and I respond to that, it benefits him. He gets something from it. 
He's blessed when we're made whole and holy by His love. The curse defaced us. What God's been doing is He's been restoring our humanity. So we're becoming whole people. And in becoming whole people, we're set aside. When we hang out with God, we become holy like He's holy. And that is a benefit to God when we respond and He's making us whole and holy by His love. He's blessed when we're adopted into His family. We respond and say, you know, I need a daddy. And God adopts it, that's to His benefit. As much as the fathers in the room that have literally adopted kids. I mean, I know Hall is a blessing to Ron. There's benefit for Ron, not just for Hall. Ron's benefiting from this child that his family's adopted. Blessed are all who enter into his lavish gift-giving. God gives generously. He gives again and again and again. And He benefits when we say thank you. There's something that returns back to Him. Blessed are all. Who, you know, by the, gosh, free of penalties and punishments chalked up by, by our misdeeds. It blesses God when we respond to the way that He has brought forgiveness to the planet. So we can be a blessing to God. Not just that God blesses us. Our response to what God has done blesses Him. In that, God feels pleasure. As Eric Little ran and felt God's pleasure, as you and I respond to God, as we live in relationship with Him, as we become a community like He wants us to be, as we're becoming whole and all of those things, He's feeling pleasure. It says this in this paragraph, what pleasure God took in planning this. And notice, long before He laid down earth's foundations, He was working on this plan. My friends, before there was even our universe created, He's already planning that far ahead and deriving pleasure from planning how we would have relationship with us. I have a friend that he, he, he lives the whole year to plan his family's vacation. He doesn't so much like the vacation, but he loves the plan, the vacation. His whole pleasure is on planning the vacation. That to me serves as a picture of this God of ours, this creator of ours, as he's thinking and planning, I'm going to create this universe and I'm going, as he's, he's doing it, you know, and I'm going to, I know what's going to happen, but I'm going to plan far before even the foundations are laid how this creation of mine can be restored to relationship with me. And he got pleasure from that. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind. You can personalize that. Long before God Almighty laid down earth's foundations, He had you in mind. 
Now, as I think about that, I really don't wonder if there's, if there's life on another planet. That's all I can deal with right there. I don't know about life on another planet. What I do know is that there was a God that created this planet. There was a God who had a plan to bring me in relationship with Him. And there is a God that had me in mind. I cannot handle that. Wow, that's over the top. He settled on us. He settled on you. He settled on me as the focus of His love. God is blessed when He sees His plan working. When He sees us sitting in a room like this and saying, You're worthy. Oh, so we're we're praising Him. We are giving back to God a benefit. It's rewarding to God to look upon us this morning and say, There they are. There's those people I had in mind. There are those people that responded to my love. There are those people that responded to my forgiveness. And they're praising me. And that brings pleasure to God. He says he took delight in making plans. And his plan was to let us in on everything we could possibly need. Huh? I mean, I, I, I never get everything I'm supposed to get at the grocery store. Well, I mean, may, I think I get distracted by the things that I really want, not the things we really need. And so I never, I never end up home with everything that's on the list. And I, I will use the excuse, well, it's, a new, it's the new H-E-B. I don't, I don't, I don't, it's big. I can't, I can't find stuff. I don't think Susan buys it, but but on God's shopping list, the creator who created the universe knowing everything that we would need, everything that we would need, everything that we could possibly need, everything on the list, he's provided. And he is delighted to do that. It pleases him to see everything that we need provided for. That is a pleasure to God. He took the light in bringing everything together, summing everything in the universe. All of human history is summed up in Jesus. Now, on God's list, you know, what what is it that we need? Well, this again, this paragraph gives us hints. What what do we need? Well, we we desperately need to experience God's love. It's good to know God's love. It's good to read this paragraph again and again and again. There's a God that loves me. But until that gets to the core of who we are, and we feel loved. What does it feel like to be loved? Secure. 
warm. Goosebumps. Happiness, joy. God wants us to experience His love, not just know about it, but to genuinely experience love. As we're singing love songs, that's what worship is. We're just we're singing love songs to God. And we we want to be caught up in that rapture and to feel a God that's in the in heaven going, there they go. I derive so much pleasure in my children responding to my love. We need wholeness and holiness that's produced by love. My friends, we were born into a broken world, and the world isn't fixed yet. And so we not only you know, inherited brokenness, brought out, I mean, we still get broken. But the great news is there is a God that provides us with everything we need to become whole people from the inside out. And it's not by getting in the right program, you know, getting spiritually fit by doing the right stuff. He has produced something that is by love. As we allow Him to love us, as we love Him, as we allow each other to love one another, as we love each other, as we love the unlovables, all of that produces a wholeness and a holiness in us. It's holy because we become like God. It's not Holiness is not defined about the stuff we don't do. That's not holiness. That's religious know-it-all-ism. That is, I'm better than you because I don't do this. That's not holy. Holy is we become like God because we're hanging out like God. Becoming like Him, especially in how we love. We all need adoption. I mean, there was a time in my life, my family, my my. It's broken. I really needed somebody to adopt me, and I had a couple of friends, parents who adopted me. That's meant the world to me. I mean, like we're best friends forever. I have two moms I still keep up with who loved me. They adopted me. They brought me into their family. You know, one was so affectionate to me. My mom, she was just, she couldn't be. God bless her, but she just couldn't. I was adopted. The church is all about adoption. We all let each other down. Our families let us down, but we're we're adopted by God and we're adopted into a bigger family. We all need that. Man, we need forgiveness. I'm glad somebody has a ring that says forgiveness in it. We all need a ring. On our nose. (laughs) You know, Adam led our worship today and he said, I'm not worthy. Well, none of us are. (laughs) We don't ever arrive at worthiness. Jesus is. And when we are related to Jesus, adopted into the family, he's our older brother, and we're becoming like Jesus, that's what 
We let Jesus forgive us. We let Jesus be the worthy one. We all need freedom. And this is, I mean, this goes way off the charts, any kind of worldly freedom. This is not national freedom. This is freedom, absolute freedom to be who God has created us to be in relationship with each other, in relationship with him. Free, free from the weight of our sin, free from our insecurities, free. And most of all, we need Jesus. The focus is totally on Jesus. We need Jesus. Why? Because Jesus takes us to the high places of blessing. I don't even know where that is, but it sure sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> Jesus takes us to some place higher than we are, and there's something profitable, advantageous, beneficial there. So I'm going to hold on to Jesus, aren't you? We need Jesus because our adoption is through Jesus. God the Father adopts us through Jesus. The lavish gifts that God is giving come through Jesus. Forgiveness is based on the sacrifice of the Messiah, Jesus. Everything, everything in creation is going to be summed up in Jesus. We need Jesus more than anything. So here's some suggestions for us. There is a God in heaven who benefits from you and I responding to him. It is to his benefit for us to say, Father, love me in ways that I will experience We all, we're not, you know, we're not cookie cutter people. We're not all loved in the same, we don't feel loved in the same way. But he knows that. So ask him. And ask him because it's to his benefit that we are receiving his love. If you haven't asked, Ask Him to adopt you. Heavenly Father, I want to be in the family. Adopt me. I feel like I'm an orphan. Adopt me. Ask Him to forgive. Father, forgive me. There is nothing that you and I have done or will do that cannot be forgiven. There's only one unpardonable sin, and I don't think we need to worry about that. I mean, you're not here if you're thinking about that. The misdeeds that we do, everything is forgiven. Everything. Ask Him to overwhelm you with forgiveness. It's a lavish gift. It cost Him too much to not forgive us. 
Think of it from God's point of view. He sent his son for us. He sacrificed his best so that he could, we could enjoy forgiveness. Why wouldn't he want to do it? Why would he not forgive us? Having done that, let's follow Jesus. Wherever the high places of blessing are, let's follow him. Because we want to receive the benefits of relationship with Jesus. At the same time, we know that that's beneficial, advantageous to God. There's something reciprocal going on. It's not about us just receiving blessing. It's about us receiving a blessing, not just to be a blessing to each other, but to be a blessing to our God. Isn't that amazing? And finally... Sometime this week, write to everybody, write this sentence down. Don't trust your memory. Use your phone. Put it somewhere. Sometime this week, fill in this blank. When I blank, I feel his pleasure. Eric, when I run, I feel his pleasure. He was one of the most unorthodox runners on the planet. Literally, the picture of him in that was his head was back and his arms were frailing. I mean, just he was just out of control. But he felt God's pleasure. And he danced a wild dance. He rang a big bell. He shouted. As he ran, there is a God in heaven who's made me fast, and when I run, I feel his pleasure. When you, what? You feel his pleasure. Let me, let me take some things off your list. When I read my Bible, I feel his pleasure. That's not on the list. Reading the Bible is a good thing. I do it every day. Not out of ritual, but out of relationship. But that's not on the list. I feel God's pleasure when I go to a meeting. No, that's not on the list. It needs to be something like, I feel God's pleasure when I'm drinking a cup of coffee. I feel God's pleasure when I'm hugging my kids. I mean, normal, everyday, non-religious activity like running in the Olympics. I feel God's pleasure. I guess I didn't every, every day, is it? <laughs> There's just world-class athletes here. We just don't know it. I feel God's pleasure. This week, everyone, let's put it, let's do it. Let's feel God's pleasure. Let's be a blessing to God this week. Okay? And then, if you want to, next week, let's tell each other. I felt God's pleasure when? All right? All right. Would you please stand with me?
Father, we want to stand together this morning because we want to bless you. We want to praise you for being the Father who thought of us. We want to praise you that you're the God who thought of this planet. We're the, you're the God that's, that thought of our universe. You're the God who thought through this plan of us entering into relationship with you in spite of the fall of mankind. Father, we bless you because you love us. We bless you because you adopt us through Jesus Christ. We we bless you because you forgive us through the sacrifice of Jesus, his blood shed for us. We thank you, Father, that there's places of, of blessing that you want to take us that we don't even know about. We bless you, Father, because you're pleased. You delight. And I pray, O oh Lord, that all of us, individually as well as corporately, that we would begin to feel your pleasure. That we would know that as we respond to your invitations of relationship and love and forgiveness and wholeness and holiness, that that is beneficial to you. That we're a blessing to you. How blessed is our God. Lord, as we go through this week, I pray that that you would just cement it in our mind that we're going through this life not just for ourselves, not just for our family, not just for our friends, but that it's for you. That as we run, we feel your pleasure. There is delight that you take from seeing us living life in response to you. Lord, I pray that those of us that are broken and can't feel that pleasure, I pray that you would heal that. That we would begin to experience your love. That we would begin to know your pleasure. That we would know forgiveness. That you would wash us, just free us from guilty consciences because we're forgiven people through Jesus. I pray finally, Holy Spirit, remind us this week to fill in this blank. When I blank, I feel His pleasure. May we all discover the feeling of your pleasure this week, Lord, in your name. As we're saying goodbye to each other, some some of us kind of get stuck with just the experiential side of our faith. We get shut down. We can't feel much. And so uh, several of us would love to pray. There's a blank easel over there, and it's kind of like we're, we're that, you know, we're kind of on that easel. God just wants to paint something a bit different. And one of the things he wants to paint is that he really wants us to feel. He wants us to experience forgiveness. He wants us to experience love. He wants us to be able to experience, to hear his voice. I, I, I feel God's pleasure. So if you kind of feel stuck, you know, I would love to pray with you. Others would as well before you go today. Just that this week would really be a week of discovering God's pleasure. If, if that's not a problem with you, but you got something else you want to pray about, we just kind of hang around and pray for each other. Uh, so go, live well, run well, 
see you at 5 at the Bow Cornies. And uh, the only thing we'll want to do, if it's wet, we just want to be sensitive. They have a house. They don't need all our muddy feet in it. So uh, we'll just have to figure that out. But we'll do our baptisms this afternoon. All right. Thank you. See you later.